Hello, this is Mr. Galley from GCSE English Revision Pod with a quick message for you. If you want even more English Revision Pod in your ears, you can now subscribe to our premium service, GCSE English Revision Pod Plus, where for the price of just over £2 a month, on top of all the amazing free episodes, which will continue to be free and there for you to use, you can also get a selection of amazing bonus episodes on things like Macbeth, A Christmas Carol, Romeo and Juliet, and all your favourite topics covered in the depth and detail that you are used to. If you are interested in getting even more GCSE English Revision Pod, all you've got to do is click the link at the top of this episode description, where you can subscribe to GCSE. English Revision Pod Plus. Hello and welcome to GCSE English Revision Pod, the bonus last minute podcast. Before Literature Paper One. Literally before Literature Paper One. This is um, this is not going to follow the format of our normal podcast. We're not going to take you through an essay or how to answer a particular question. This is our sort of last minute little bundle of skills and things you need to remember for tomorrow yeah. basically. so it's a skills based and final revision based episode if you want to go back and look at essay plans we do obviously have episodes on a christmas carol jekyll and hyde roman juliet and macbeth so please do go and check them out yes they are all there all the handouts are downloadable as always but this podcast is just to give you those last minute tips in yeah. terms of uh, technique really. so we're at two parts to today's episode the first half we're going to talk about what to do tonight Mm-hmm. how to revise, what to make sure you're on top of. Um, and in the second part, what to do once you get into the exam hall, once you open that paper and find your questions. So I guess to start with, with, with what we want you to do tonight, I think the most important thing is to have a bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to trust that you have done your revision, you know your stuff, and it's all now about making sure you're thinking clearly for tomorrow. So you do need to get a good night's sleep. Yes. But things you might want to do. You might want to go back for your, for your prose text and for your Shakespeare text over the main characters and themes. Mm-hmm. There's a high chance it will, of course, be one of those. Uh, make sure you've thought of an argument. What is Shakespeare saying about fate? Mm-hmm. What is Shakespeare saying about love in Romeo and Juliet? Mm-hmm. What is Shakespeare saying about kingship in Macbeth? Yeah. Whatever the, the, think about some of the most obvious themes and what your argument is. Um, go over your AO2, your key quotations. Again, make sure you've got some for each character and each theme. Mm-hmm. And have a think what you'd say about them. Use our handouts on the other episodes to help you. Um, and perhaps um, finish by writing some theses, some re- writing some introductions to different essays. I think that's a great idea. And also a really good way of thinking about it is the, the relationship between characters and themes. Because normally when you write a character essay you often end up talking about how that character relates to three different ideas in the play right and when you write a theme based essay you'll often find yourself writing about how three different characters relate to that theme so there's an awful lot of crossover between characters and themes and one thing you can do is if you make a kind of grid on a big sheet of paper and have all the characters along the bottom and all the themes down the side and then you can put your AO2 into those boxes so for example if you've got Romeo in the first box and then you've got Fate on the first box in that box you can put all the quotations that relate to Romeo and Fate like I am Fortune's Fool if your next box up is Love you write all the quotations which relate to Romeo and Love exactly all that you can make a beautiful grid yeah Um, and the last one I would do is I'm a pessimist 
and I like to think about the worst case scenario for each text. Mm-hmm. So I like to think which are the characters that really scare me. So with A Christmas Carol, um, the first year actually was on the Cratchits. I don't think it will be that this year, mm-hmm. but certainly it's worth thinking about some of the more minor characters. So with uh, Jekyll and Hyde, thinking about Utterson and Lanyon, we have done an episode on, on Utterson if you do want to check it out. Mm. Th- with, with Romeo and Juliet, thinking about Mercutio, thinking about Benvolio, thinking about the Friar. Again, don't spend hours and hours thinking about them. Think, what is Shakespeare saying about them? What does he say? How's he portraying them? What would I say if they come? We should be clear, Mr. Forster saying he th- doesn't think the Cratchits won't come up doesn't mean yeah, the Cratchits definitely course. won't yeah, come up. Don't take that it as It could be a, any question. Yes, absolutely. Um, it could always be any question. So don't, don't take that as no. that that's definitely but, the case. But the advice is, um, think about questions that are unlikely to come up tomorrow, but might scare you a little bit. And just spend 10 minutes thinking about each one. Yeah. Um, it really, really pays off, because then if they do come up, you've already had a think. You've given yourself a, a heads up on that. So, absolutely. tomorrow, when you walk into that example... Mm-hmm. The first thing you need to do is make sure that you read the questions carefully. I mean, the first thing you actually need to do is make sure you do the right text. I had a student once in a mock who answered all the questions on the paper <laughs> and wrote about 17 essays. Yeah. And came out saying, how does ex- do the examiners expect us to write that much? Mm, obviously, they, they, they don't, don't expect you to <laughs> so do that. So you're writing two essays tomorrow. Each is 52 and a half minutes, um, mm-hmm. I- unless you have extra time. And you definitely want to spend the first few minutes planning. Yes. And actually, the planning process, as we've talked about in the podcast before, the planning process will allow you to write brilliant introductions. The first thing you want to be thinking of, as we have done time and time again... Once you've read the question. Once you've read the question. In all of our literature podcasts, you will hear us following the same process where we come up with our three big ideas about the play. For example, when we did um, Romeo... Uh, when we did Shakespeare's presentation of love, in, we talked about... In Romeo and Juliet. In Romeo and Juliet, sorry. We talked about the idea that love has this power to transform you, to change things. We uh, we talked about how um, love also had this more cynical side and seemed to be quite a superficial thing when uh, Romeo first feels it. And then we moved our argument on to talk about how love seemed to relate very, very closely with death. Those were our three big ideas about love. Once you've got that, it's very easy to turn it into your thesis, right? Yeah, and I would say the thesis is the most important thing. You want to start off by arguing what is the writer saying about the theme or character. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, what is their message about the theme? So, for example, if the question's on um, love, what is Shakespeare saying about love? Is it an optimistic vision of love? Is it a pessimistic vision Mm. of love? Is he saying love is powerful or love is weak? So try and, um, and, and come up with, at the start of your essay, what is the overall message yeah. in, in the text about that theme or that character. And I really think that coming up with those three big ideas first, even if you don't write the topic sentence, but having those three big ideas in your head will inform, as Mr. Forster just said, are you arguing that this thing is a, is a powerful thing, is weak, is presented in a way that it's destructive, or whatever it may be, will be easily informed once you have got your three big ideas. Above all, what you need to avoid is that classic lower-grade introduction of Shakespeare presents love in many ways. Yes, that you might as well not bother if uh, writing that. It's so important to say something about it. Shakespeare presents love as an incredibly powerful force, but yet one perhaps which the characters do not truly understand. Yeah. Then you're saying something about love in the and, play. Yeah, so, and, and I think on, on that note... Um, if it's a really hard theme that you hadn't really thought about and you don't think you have an argument, just have a think, is it presented in a positive way or a negative way? Yeah. That at least will give you some basic level of argument. Yeah, and actually you might find, you might start off thinking, oh, I don't know that much about this. And then by the time you've actually written the essay, you might find that along the way more things occurred to you and it might just be worth revisiting that last sentence in your thesis and thinking, actually, now I've written the essay... 
I know a lot more what my argument was. So I can, you can now put that in much more clear terms into your thesis. I think from an examiner's point of view, if you start your essay saying where you're going to go and where you're going to take the argument, you immediately sound like a student who's in control of what they're writing. Do, do you know what I mean yeah. by that? And, um, and what I'd do uh, to, tonight, perhaps, if I was revising this, is go back over our handouts for our podcast for Literature Paper 1 mm-hmm. and look at the examples of the thesis statements we've written yeah. um, for those episodes. There are loads of them. So just going through those will give you... Uh, you'll very quickly get a feel. Even though we um, have been exploring a different thing every time, you'll very, very quickly get a feel for what the technique is and how you apply that to different things. Okay. Next thing, obviously, with Literature Paper 1, top tip, I generally like to advise students to start by looking at the extract. And there might mm. be jumping off points from the extract. So, for example, if you're doing a Christmas carol and in the extract you see some fire imagery, you might want to mention that point. This is a motif that runs throughout the entire novella. But generally, the, the focus of that first paragraph will be on whatever the theme or character is and how they're presented in that extract. And, of course, that has the advantage of you having the exact quotations in yeah. front of you, which is so, not to be wasted. So there's no excuse not to do some detailed language analysis. Mm. Avoid being descriptive. Make sure you're engaging with why the writers use the language they use. Yep. What are the connotations of the words they use, the metaphors, the similes, mm. the symbolism? How does that engage with the theme or character and their message about that theme or character? Don't just feature spot, don't just say it is a metaphor, say how the metaphor works. Yeah. Um, and then, again, look for some examples of that in our previous podcasts. Um, think about where you're going to put in some context. I often like to think context comes very well at the end of paragraphs. It links into your AO2, your language analysis, often quite well. Yeah. Um, and then once you've done that first paragraph, looking very carefully at the quotations from the extract, think about the rest of the text. Yeah, where Which, are you then moving off to yeah. this year? And you just need to show the examiner that you know the whole text really, really well. Yeah. And actually, even if worst case scenario, you're thinking, I don't know enough quotations. Better to use the ones that you do know in loads of detail mm. and paraphrase other things that happen. Yeah. Much better to do that than what one of my students did in his mock, which was make up a quotation. He said something about um, it's better than to kick Mercutio in the head a thousand times. It's something ridiculous. Like, <laughs> this does not quotation. sound this does not like sound like Shakespeare. I like that. That should uh, that should be included, I think, in future so, future versions. Tonight Uh, Make sure you get lots of sleep and rest and you're thinking clearly. Go over the quotations that you've been Mm. learning. Keep them short. Single word quotations can work if you if you know what their significance is in the play and or or the novella and what what the writer's saying about them. Um, Think about the main themes and characters, the obvious ones, and make sure you've got kind of the three points of your arguments on those. Then have a quick think, not too long, about some of the scary questions, ones that might make you nervous. Um, the ones that are perhaps a little bit more difficult. And if a, another thing I'm just thinking about with that is if a, really, if a really difficult character comes up, you can talk about how that character relates to one of the easier yes. characters, right? So if you're really struggling with Mercutio, you could write a paragraph about how Romeo is the opposite of Mercutio and how that functions. And how Mercutio functions as a foil to Exactly, Romeo. yeah. The, you know, the, that, that you can manipulate the essay to the stuff you are strong on. Yes. Rather than uh, rather than struggling with stuff you really don't know about. Yeah, a really good example of that is when two years ago, um, masculine aggression came up with Romeo and Juliet, and I had a student who hadn't really revised all of the male characters, but knew loads about Mercutio. Mm. So she, in her thesis, she wrote something about she did very very well. She got grade nine. In her thesis, she wrote about how obviously Tybalt is perhaps the most obvious example of masculine aggression, but actually Mercutio is more significant in how he draws Romeo <laughs> into the violent male world. Yeah, and so this was. Cl- her saying, I don't know anything about Tybalt, but I know loads about Mercutio. Yeah, she and made she the, essay her own. the essay 
on Mercutio's violence and the, and, the, and how he and how he draws Romeo into this violent world. That bit when he gets kicked in the head a thousand times this <laughs> Don't year. Don't write that. So, <laughs> just, um, um, tomorrow, so once you've revised that tonight, tomorrow morning, um, when you open the exam paper... Tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon, sorry. Um, read the question really, really carefully. Mm-hmm. Read the extract really, really carefully. Think of your thesis and your overall argument, but don't spend too long. Do not write a detailed essay plan. I'm talking about you know four or five minutes, yep. and then get writing. And let that essay plan inform your thesis. I think that's one of the biggest tips we can give you. Let those three big ideas go into your introduction and shape the way the essay is going to go. And good luck. Best of luck. We Thank you very much for all your listening. We will continue producing podcasts right up until the end of the exams, but this will obviously be the last Literature Paper 1-1 for a little while. Uh, best of luck to you all tomorrow, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.